Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is writer, producer, director, actor, Stephen Luke. And we're going to be talking about his new film, Come Out Fighting. Welcome back to the show, Stephen. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me back. You're welcome. Last time you were here was in October, and we talked about Operation Seawolf, which yep. was a very exciting film. And we've got another very exciting film with Come Out Fighting. So I'm anxious to talk about it today. So our audience knows what we're going to be talking about. Do you want to give a synopsis of uh, Come Out Fighting? Yeah, so uh, Come Out Fighting is set during World War II. It follows this African-American tanker unit called the Southern 60. First Black Panthers, and it follows these group of guys as they're just kind of entering the first stages of combat. One of their main leaders is on patrol. He gets ambushed and kind of gets stuck behind enemy lines, and his men, his group of his soldiers, kind of concoct a rescue operation to go uh, get him back. So that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. So you've got a really wonderful cast in this. Uh, Michael J. White, Tyrese Gibson, Killen Lutz, and Hiram A. Murray. But one of your favorites that you like to work with is Dolph Lundgren. He was in Operation Seawolf. He's been in some of your other films. Let's talk a little bit about Dolph. I know he just yeah. recently came out and said he's been battling cancer for the last eight years, which was surprising. Did you were you aware of that when you were filming these movies with him? So I wasn't. I was aware that of maybe some health problems. I shouldn't say problems, but I know that there was some some health um, that he was dealing with. I didn't necessarily know about cancer, which obviously I kind of found out along with everyone else. But I will say kind of having kind of worked with him on two movies here back to back, relatively speaking, and especially kind of we filmed them within the same year. I got to have a little bit more, maybe more experience or hands on maybe seen with some of the, I don't want to say struggles that he was dealing with, but just kind of see, n- now being able to see some things, you know, kind of having that information, you know, obviously like, oh my goodness, how, how was, I felt like I should have maybe done things not to go easier on him, but like he was such, he's such an amazing man and such an amazing actor that not only did he, he was always on time, he always knew his lines, he always knew what he was doing. I mean, there was never an issue or a problem coming from him mm-hmm. that I almost feel terrible that I, you know, not knowing that necessarily that information that maybe I should have, say, taken it easy on him by any means. But I mean, he definitely is a true professional and he, you know, now knowing that he was going through that and also coming to work, developing a character, getting into a frame of mind and dealing with some of the hectic nature that is production. I mean, it's just incredible and it just shows just the type of quality that he is as a person and as an actor. Yeah, well, let's pray that, you know, he's through the worst and recovers completely and has a long life. So because we want to continue to see him on the screen for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And he's really good in this film as he was in Operation Seawolf. Where did you're a World War Two aficionado? Here we go. I mean, is this a true event that you based this on? Because you were one of the writers on this. So tell me a little bit about how the story got developed and the Black Panthers were a real platoon. Yeah, so they were a real, uh, I think they're called a battalion. Battalion, okay. Fake battalion, a true, true to life battalion. They're kind of, you know, there hasn't, there hasn't been a movie about them made, but they're kind of a little bit more known in more of the World War II historical history major type people because they're, they're a little bit more famous as being part of Patton's Third Army. Mm -hmm. So one of the tank units that served under Patton. 
that. And so they get a little bit, they've had a little bit of um, prestige associated with that. And as well as they were amazing, they're amazing fighting unit. You know, one of the things kind of developing the story, I always like to kind of just plug in kind of the story that I kind of want to tell and then really spend the time as I'm developing the characters and you know honing in the script, doing re- a lot of research on what I'm trying to say or portray. And one of the things I really learned about these guys is that they spent a lot of their time training because they weren't necessarily given the opportunity to get into the war. And so while they were waiting for that opportunity, they trained and trained and trained. And I think when they finally did get a chance to get into combat and show their skills, all those years of training really showed. They were very effective as a fighting force right away. I'm sure to those guys at the time, they were tired of all the training and wanting to actually get into the the war. I probably, it saved a lot of lives and they caused a maximum amount of damage on the enemy. So I do think it was very beneficial to them. So that's kind of like some of the fun historical aspects I kind of learned just doing my own research. And yes, a lot of the, while the story itself isn't necessarily like one big thing that happened, it's kind of made up of about four or five different little smaller stories that happened to these guys in the war. And I kind of combined them into one narrative. Where did you film this? So we shot this down in Illinois, which it was kind of, you know, for me, I do a lot of my filmmaking in the Midwest Mm -hmm. and the Midwest kind of shares the same parallel longitude or uh, yeah, longitude as uh, like France or Germany. So it really has a similar type of look in terms of the forest and trees and formations. So it's always kind of a, it's always nice to kind of, and I love shooting in the Midwest. So that always kind of helps in that regards. And Illinois actually is a great state to shoot in. We had, we had a really easy, or I shouldn't say easy, but just it was very supportive to film there. And it served as a really kind of a central hub for a lot of the original vehicles that we used. We used quite a bit of vehicles in this film. And it was kind of a, a center area where a lot of owners could get their vehicles to for us without having to be too far in either direction for them to drive or for us to bring them in. Mm-hmm. And where did you find these tanks and things that you used in this film? Yes. While Illinois was more central, I mean, we brought in tanks, we brought in vehicles all the way from Tennessee, or maybe even like, I think we even got someone from, yeah, all the way from Tennessee, maybe even South Carolina. There was some, Illinois was kind of a local area where I knew of some vehicles as well. So, I mean, they came from Iowa, they came from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Missouri. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm missing some states that they came from Michigan, so how do you, uh, do you, Indiana, how do you, they're all over the place. How do you put the word out? <laughs> you know, we're looking for, well, who, has great, uh, who has so those tanks? <laughs> <laughs> You're all over the country. Are these private owners? Who yeah, yeah, these? They're, yeah, a lot of them are private owners. Wow. Um, wow. Collectors, some reenactors. I've done several movie projects, World War II themed over the years. So I've gotten to yes. be in those circles of just those guys. And I, I actually got to use a really great company called World War II Armor. They specialize in World War II vehicle rentals. So good friend Chuck, he runs that organization. And he was very instrumental in kind of helping me wrangle some of these vehicles to get them in one spot. And some of these, you know, there's only a handful of German tanks in the whole United States that are actually functional and operational that aren't sitting in a museum. So just to be able to kind of get them to show up to one spot is always kind of a fun challenge. Now, I do know what was always kind of fun to have when all the guys assembled their vehicles. I mean, a lot of the owners or collectors are, they just a lot of fun for them to see all the vehicles together because, Mm -hmm. you know, for them, it's like it's seeing what they own or what they enjoy, like in their element with all 
all their other, I don't want to say brothers, but like, you know, the, <laughs> we have four or five German half-tracks there on set. Well, that might be the only time in a long time that they ever get to assemble that many together. So just getting to kind of see that and what it would have really looked in the war um, is a lot of fun for those guys. So that's always kind of fun to see. It's just amazing. But where do you store? <laughs> A German yeah. tank at your home. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some. They have some kind of storage yeah, area. Oh yeah, but I'm, sure, still. I'm sure. We had one. There was one. There, I mean, there's a vehicle there that was. I mean, they're all really expensive, but I know there was like some of the German stuff that we had were in the two, three, four, five million dollar vehicles. So it's like having you know really expensive uh, Porsches or you know like Lamborghinis on set. You know, you just like oh my goodness, and make sure we don't wreck that. Amazing. That's absolutely amazing, Stephen. Yeah. I just, you know, you do wonder, how do you find these things? Well, when you, Operation Seawolf, wasn't that filmed in Ohio, in Cleveland? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yep. We shot it completely in Ohio. Um, luckily for us, there was only a hand, uh, I think we only had a handful of like maybe one or two scenes where we even <laughs> saw vehicles. Um, so there wasn't as many uh, vehicles needed for that. And we shot mainly in a submarine. So that was a little bit easier. Little bit <laughs> oh, that was easier. <laughs> <laughs> doing it in the summer. What was the most difficult part of shooting this film? Um, I think like one of the, well, to be honest, I mean, we shot it in uh, 2021. So that was kind of the part of the heart of COVID. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, filmmaking and making a movie while trying to also, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say deal with COVID, but like kind of have that be as part of the production. I mean, obviously you want to keep, all your cast and crew crew as safe as humanly possible, you know, following different rules and regulations. Um, but, you know, it just movies are very uh, personal and artistic endeavor. And it's sometimes it's hard to kind of have that, you know, not that it was taken out of the production, but you really had to like walk that fine line of like, okay, we got to make sure to keep people, you know, distance or wearing masks um, or what have you or whatnot. But also, like, listen, we all got to get together and, mm-hmm. you know, hair and makeup. And I mean, we're, you know, you, you just there's, there's certain things that you can't avoid doing in making a movie. And so, you know, trying to, um, you know, make the movie while also trying to keep people, you know, free of covid. Um, I don't want to say is a challenge, but it, it was it's it's a, a different type of filmmaking experience that I never thought I'd ever have to figure out how to manage. Mm, yeah, yeah. Was now was Operation Sea Wolf also during the pandemic or did you film that before? It was. Uh Operation Sea Wolf also was um but we had for Sea Wolf we had we had less less people and we had um we had less shooting days. So it was a little bit more I don't want to say and, and only one location, so it was really easy to kind of really secure that up. And not that Come out fighting was different. We just had a lot of people coming in and out, and you know, luckily it, it was outside, so that was very helpful. I mean, a lot yes. of the scenes are outside, and yeah. and uh, but yeah, it's just just an interesting experience, right? I would think being in you know, if it was COVID and you were filming in the submarine, that would have been more difficult because you were all closed in a tight space, you know, too. So that would I would think that would be very difficult also to do that. So well, let's talk about your cast. How did you attract this cast and? And let's talk about them a little bit. Yeah. So, um, so yes, uh, it's starring um, Tyrese Gibson, Kellen Lutz, Dolph, who we mentioned, uh, Michael Jai, Hiram A. Murray. Um, <clears throat> so I think obviously, like for me, when I cast a film, I always try to start with my main uh, main lead, so that way I kind of know who that 
who that is. I can picture my my brain, and and that way, like when you're filling out the rest of the the bigger name cast, they also have a sense or an idea of who that it who that main lead is going to be. Mm-hmm. Not that they need to necessarily approve of who that is. But just so that they know, hey, this is the person that's playing that role, and they also can feel comfortable with with that decision. So that way they, they know they're not going to get, oh, we don't know who's playing the lead and, and bring in someone that, that they wouldn't – you know, they sign on and they went to prove to, proved it to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So that's always kind of important to me. So Hiram A. Murray, who plays my lead, Lieutenant Hayes, um, I'd work with him also on several projects, and I just love him to death. I think he's the most – um amazing actor he's so talented he's he's going to be a superstar one day and so i'm always trying to um you know wrangle him to work with me on certain things and i know i'd pitched this project to him a few years before we even gotten to got to shoot it and he was all on board and most actors you know you 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 tell them hey i want you to play this role and they're like great yep fantastic let me know when you get that off the ground Mm -hmm. and i I know Hiram trusts me and believes me but i think i was just like all right Hiram, great we're ready to go he's like oh okay well fantastic let's do this so it was not necessarily a surprise to him but um you know always kind of oh great it's off the ground let's go so uh he was kind of my first thing that i got cast and i think it was followed by uh let's see i'm trying to think uh like kellen kellen um you know we sent out I've 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 wanted to work with Kellen for a number of years. Um <clears throat> I loved him in um uh there's a there's a HBO series called Generation Kill and he's in that and I thought he was fantastic in it. So I always kind of wanted to be in one of my films. So we got an uh, an offer uh out to his agent manager and I think like Kellen gave the script to read and was just like you know, hey, Kellen wants to get on the phone with you and talk about this script. And so that, I always learned that that's a pretty good sign when the actors want to talk about it. At least then I get to kind of personally, right. you know, not pitch the project, but they, you know, we can talk to him about it. And um, yeah, we had a great conversation uh, and, you know, he, he wanted to be on board. So we were able to make that work. Um, we got this Dolph. We had Dolph. I, I mean, you know, I personally talked to Dolph about it and he, we very much enjoy working together, and so he was on board. Uh, he we we really dived into his character and could develop it and flesh it out together. Um, Michael Jai, I mean, he's Michael Jai is a very uh, amazing martial artist and actor, and I know he's super busy. And so we got an offer out to him, and I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to want to do this because he, he's he's one of the leads, but he's a he's a supporting supporting lead. He usually plays the the lead lead, right? And right. Uh, Michael got back to us right away. He's like, I'm in, I'm in, this is fantastic. I, I want to tell this story about these guys and I want to represent, you know, this tank unit. So, um, fantastic having him. And, and Tyrese was kind of a late addition. Uh, we wanted to add Tyrese to the project and we had heard for the longest time he wasn't available. And I think we were maybe three or four weeks out. And I, I don't know if it's his agent or manager, someone got a hold of us and said, Hey, Tyrese's schedule freed up, you know, for your shooting time, some somewhere in there, if you if you still are interested in, in maybe having him on board, you know, let us know. He might be able to do it. So we got him the information, and I was on the phone with him on the phone with him within a couple days after that, and we got the deal done and and got him on board. Um, you know, within a couple weeks of shooting, so wow. that's always kind of fun to do. So yeah. Yeah, that that's an amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> that happened after you were you've been starting. That's great. It's a great cast. It really is, and uh, fun to watch. I mean, you know, it's it, fun to watch them. It's it is fun to watch actors <laughs> do their thing yeah. on the screen. Although well, it's not it's, a fun it's movie. It's always fun to watch. It's yes. always fun to watch the 
um, the professionals. Yes. Yeah. It worked together and work together. You know, that's when, you know, nothing is more satisfying than watching, you know, a, you know, professional actors getting to be in their element and dive into their characters and then feeding off each other and being able to mesh and collaborate. Right, exactly. And that's what this all is too. So everybody, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, a well done. And it, and it's a, you know, this is like your other movie. It's, you know, it's very exciting. You, you, you know, it's, it's a very exciting movie to watch. Uh, obviously there's a lot, you know, of, uh, interesting things that take place. I don't want to give anything away here, uh, with the cast. And, and, um, so it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride. And it's perfect timing too, coming out around Memorial Day. Uh, so, you know, it's a great movie to be seeing, uh, during this time, uh, definitely. And, you know, it's a good summer movie also. So, uh, yeah, I think how many, how many days was the shooting schedule? So we shot for 17 days. That's all. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. That's, wow. That's a tight schedule. I've, it's a very tight schedule. Luckily, and, um, I've had a lot of practice. Um, so I, I've learned over the years kind of how to best maximize every single minute and how to get all, all of it shot and done. Um, you know, it's been fun to kind of just grow as a filmmaker. And as, as I've grown, you know, producers have trusted me with more of a bud, more budget. Mm-hmm. Each one kind of gets a little bit more budget and, and, you know, being able to maximize that budget is always key. And, you know, hopefully, or no, you know, it's like, this one hopefully will lead to the next bigger and better one and, and, you know, just be able to keep utilizing, um, you know, the resources that I can for each one. Um, but yeah, 17 days, uh, that's, it's tight. I, it's tight, and I would challenge any filmmaker to shoot a war movie in 17 days. <laughs> I, would Good say, luck. I would say the same thing. I mean, there's a lot to shoot in a war film, for sure, for sure. Well, you're amazing. You're amazing in that respect. Well, you wear a lot of different hats. You're a producer, you're a writer, you're a director, you're an actor. Uh, which of those hats do you like the best? Well, I, um, so that's a funny question. Not not in a bad way, but like, so the act, the actor in me, I enjoy the act, acting probably the best. And but, you know, before I would say and it is true, you know, acting to me is the artist side of myself. You know, I really get to dive into a character and and do a piece of art. I enjoy that for the art art side. But now I also now that I've gotten to kind of direct and produce a lot more, um, I would say the actor also, I I think I enjoy that the best because I I don't necessarily have as many responsibilities. I'm only responsible for one character and that's my job and that's what I do. So, um, it, not that it's easier by any means, but uh, I definitely have a, a newfound appreciation for, I'm like, oh, you know what? I really do enjoy acting. That is sometimes a little bit uh, more uh, enjoyable as well. But, um, you know, for me, probably my best skill set is producing. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. love all aspects. And that's probably why, you know, acting, directing, and writing. I mean, a producer kind of ha- usually has their hands in the cookie mm-hmm. jar and all of that to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where my skill set is r- really flourishes. And I do enjoy the business. It can be a very love hate relationship, uh, when you're making a movie as a producer. Um, and you know, some, sometimes you just get incredible highs and, and definitely big lows. But I, I think like, I think that's the ride and the challenge that I enjoy the most. And for some reason, I just keep finding myself, uh, you know, going back at it. So producing definitely is something that's near and dear to my heart. 
Interesting. I, that's that is because I would think that the directing would have been uh, what you would have said. So that's interesting. But you're right. You're 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 in charge of a lot of different things. Go ahead. Oh yeah. I mean, directing. Don't get me wrong. I I I've lo- I love directing. Um, I, I'm just such a collaborative person, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why I you know I feel like I'm also a very a good director. But I love collaborating. So you know, as a producer, you get to collaborate with everybody, and it, it's always nice to kind of have, you know, a director also has a lot of obviously has a lot of responsibility for what's happening, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I find that, you know, kind of like a producer director relationship. Um, you know, if you can if you can find that and, and really flow together, I mean, it's just it's such an incredible thing because it's having two people at the head of the ship that are you know equally steering. Right. And I think those are sometimes where like the best movies are made is when you really have a team that's working together. Not that they, not that anything else is 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 bad. It's just you know, if you if producer director teams, you know, that can work in con, in conjunction together are always, um, I, I think, more beneficial. Well, you see that all the time. You know, yeah. you know, Steven Spielberg has you know his his producing team with Kathleen Kennedy and yes. and uh, you know Scorsese, and so you know they form and and you see that they form their teams that work on almost all of their films after a period of time because they've, you know, learned a shorthand and how to work. So I'm sure the same thing's true for you too when you're, when you're out there directing and producing that you've learned a shorthand. Yeah, or I mean, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll give you an example. Like when you can, as a producer, when you can really, I don't want to say, you know, not that you wouldn't trust your director, but when you can trust your director and your director trusts the producer, then little things such as, uh, you know, like, Hey, you know, we, we can't do it that way or we don't have that many days because of budget or whatever the circumstance may be. There's not a hesitancy of like, okay, well, is it really because of budget or is it because you're trying to save money or that, you know, you just can like, listen, we trust each other to, you know, if I'm telling you we, we can't do it that way or we have to do it this way or vice versa. Like it's not, it's not something we're just trying to selfishly get. It's we're, hey, we're working together to do the best that we can. So, right. um, if you can find that, I mean, it just really makes the film, you know, that much better. It does. It really does. Uh, Steve, and where can people see Come Out Fighting? Yeah. So, I think the best place to go check out Come Out Fighting um, is uh, Redbox.com. Uh, this movie was is a Redbox exclusive. Uh, they were gracious enough to be one, you know, say like, "Hey, we want to be a part of this film." They took it on right away. So, um, yeah, you can you can buy it, you can rent it, um, you can check it out at their kiosks at you know Target, Walmart, you know, wherever they they have them. You know, they're all over the place. Um, so check it out there. Uh, but I also believe you can find it on iTunes and Amazon and. You know, Voodoo, and I'm I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other ones that I don't even know about anymore, um, which is always awesome to see that this is, you know, it's growing to, to have more uh, platforms for the film to be shown on. That's great. Um, That's when I great. first started, and not that I, well, I guess I'm, maybe I am getting old now, um, it was like, hey, listen, if this gets on iTunes, we've made it. Like, people can find it on iTunes. <laughs> this is a huge deal. And then it was, yeah, it's like, yes, that's the one, you know, the one and only. Right. And now there's... Lots of great options, so um, it's just exciting to get to see that. It is, and I wish we had more time to talk, but our time is up, and I really appreciate you being on the show again, and I look forward to having you back with your next project. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll be back. How's that? (laughs) Sounds great. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you both. 
To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.